Hey everybody, Jason Burmis here, and we are live. Luke is going to be joining us shortly. If you didn't know, he is on the road in Poland, and he's done some really great reporting. He was over at Steamfest. Um, if you don't know what's going on, you need to go over to the main page. First of all, he was right in the mix of the uh, Polish 100th anniversary, and obviously he can tell you a lot more about that than I can, as, you know, Luke is originally from Poland. He has a, you know, vast heritage there. And uh, I'll tell you what, I I'm so proud of the guy. Uh, you should see him, like, doesn't miss a beat. If you watch this latest video, and I encourage you to, The Truth About Poland's far-right national independence, because that's how the media are spinning it, well, he starts getting just pushed at the very end, and... Uh, it doesn't phase him one bit. Not not even a hot second. So, uh, Luke, keep up the great work. He's he's on the road right now. He'll be coming in. And, like I said, he was over at Steamfest and uh, talking some really interesting decentralization of currency. We're going to be talking a lot about the news, and I am going to start here with the Acosta situation. And, by the way, guys, we will be taking your Super Chats throughout the broadcast. And hopefully after Luke uh, gets in here, we're also going to take your phone calls. So, you know, please uh, get in there and uh, get ready for a big night. Now, I actually did a uh, very small video on Acosta here. And I, I think I'm just going to play it because the media, first of all, I watched, the, I watched it live. And I don't know how many of you out there also watched it live, but I did a video about it on the backup channel because I really did think it was actually pretty important. When I was watching this, I'm thinking to myself, all right, the guy's not going to give up his microphone. That's fine. He's not, he's not going to give up his mic. Okay. I get it. Well, it started to almost be a WWE wrestling match because it started with the caravan and him trying to make Trump out to be a racist without any real evidence. Obviously, Trump is not great at maintaining his temper, but he is really good at changing the conversation and making it relevant to himself and advantageous to himself. And I got to tell you, I, I didn't think he was lying. Again, what would you call all these people coming up? I don't think that it, it's wrong to call this a quote-unquote invasion, but maybe not. The, the You know, this isn't a military invasion, but it's certainly not a bunch of people rightfully coming here. I realize they are seeking refuge here from South America. And I also realize that many of the problems there are from our policy in the 80s with the Contras and beyond. I am not naive. I totally get that. But that's not what this feels like to me. And Acosta, again, trying to make him out to be a racist, he says, give up the mic. And then he doesn't give up the mic. And what's he bring up next? Well, Russiagate. Well, Russiagate is a hoax. And I agree with the presidents there. Uh, I agree with Seymour Hirsch there. Incredible. No one wants to talk about old Seymour talking about it, though, do they? You know, the, the left guy going, oh, yeah, this is a Brennan operation. Even, even Seymour Hirsch really doesn't want to talk about that. And I totally get why he wouldn't want to talk about it. It's dangerous to talk about those things. It's dangerous for Donna Brazil to kind of flip on the DNC and dedicate her book to, to Seth Rich. So I'm watching this thing. And I'm like, how have they not banned Acosta yet? And actually, as I do the live stream, you're going to see they, they did ban Acosta. 
And I thought to myself, well, okay, I get that. But then they were trying to spin it that InfoWars had doctored the footage. And I've seen people say, well, here's three repeat frames and this speeds it up. But it really looked like a compression error to me. So what I did is I just took the original footage. Now what you're going to see is me breaking it down. And you know what? Let's just skip to it. Let's skip to me actually going through everything so you don't have to hear my spiel because you're kind of already hearing it now. But I went to the original footage here where it was. Now, I don't know where they got their footage. It could be coming from anywhere, more compressed source. I also talk about frame rates. All these things are very important, okay? But I got the same exact uh, feed as InfoWars did with, with all the tags and all that stuff. And I took it at 30 frames a second. I then will play it for you at regular speed and then slowed down to 50, 25, and 10%. Now, my software did not create the ghosting images, but it did slow it down. Now, that just seems to me that it was a compression error. I don't think that they um, doctored it intentionally to make it look like there was force. Look, he obviously did take her arm down. So we're going to go to this and play this just for a couple minutes. Not, it would depend on the source video. If, if that's the case and uh, calibration, because it's not, it's not so dramatic that you could tell. All right. So right here, guys, um, I'm going to show you, there's the video behind me. I'm going to drop out of the scene for a second here and I'm going to let you guys check this out yourselves. And so what you're looking at is the clip. I told you I captured it. I captured it with a, uh, Software called uh, XSplit Broadcaster. It's what I'm broadcasting that this as. There's the properties. Okay, you can see files match up. Uh, 29.84. Uh, you know, aspect ratio one to one to one. Codec MP4, MOV H264. So there it is. You can see that again. Anybody can do this. I'm just showing you that I uh, clipped the necessary amount from my small little capture that I did, and that's what you're looking at here. All right. So uh, while I clip that out, I'm going to bring it over, uh, <laughs> over to the side, and uh, you can check it out for yourself. And for those uh, joining me live, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. We're going to be going to uh, possibly the chat room, Super Chats, and maybe even taking calls at the end of this. But there, what you see is I copied the uh, thing, and there I am pasting it. Okay, And I'm going to paste it two more times because I'm going to show it to you at half speed, uh, 25% and 10% speed. So here's, you know, I'm in Adobe Premiere. I'm hitting the speed duration over on my other screen. This is the one that I popped to 50. You see it jump. Boom. Grab the next one. Uh, here it is at 25%. You're going to see it jump bigger. Okay. You're going to drag it over, over to the side. There we go. Boom. Now we're going to go over here. I'm going to show you exactly what I do. There's the duration. This last one's the 10%. There you see the whole scene, and boom, now we have them all lined up. Now, why did I do that? Well, you can watch it at real speed first, and then you're going to watch it just in slow-mo with it not being zoomed out, okay? Uh, in other words, you're going to see it at about 1080p, full screen. You can check it out from there. Oh, and then we're going to be able to make our own little decisions, all right? Now, I, I just wanted to show everybody this and the exporting because... The other thing is that after this, you know, I, I basically blew them all up. I decided that I was going to take all three and I was going to blow it up so you could see it just like the zoomed in video. And again, when you watch this, 
it is crazy for me to believe that people are calling this doctored. Here, here I am doing the work in the background, guys. All right, check it out. So now we have uh, those lined up as well. As you can see, I'm finishing up, giving them the same values, so everything is there. And then in a minute, we're going to watch this. And Jim Acosta is a garbage person, okay? Whether you like Trump or not, he's a garbage person. CNN is a garbage network. This is not about left or right or right and wrong. Okay, so here we go. And you can see that uh, I'm going to give it a name. I'm going to pump it out to the big old folder. You see how many folders I have there. Uh, I try to back up all my work. Uh, obviously, that's a lot of my old video work uh, for this channel. And I decided to go with a constant bit rate, okay? A constant bit rate, I believe, of 9 or 10. I'm trying to match my source pretty close. Because at first it says VBR, that means variable bit rate, but I, I don't want any encoding errors. I want to, and, and here's the thing, we don't know what they chose. Okay, we don't know what they encoded it at. So here it is, there it is in real time, we're going to watch it. Here it is, half speed, okay? Now you can already see, kind of things are getting slowed down a little bit. Boom, definitely pushed it down. That's at a quarter speed. Okay, and here we go, 10%, boom, boom, boom. See how jumpy the frames are? So those other frames are probably just inter-frames on, uh, again, rendering. Now we're going to zoom in after this. And I love the look. Look at this look she gives him. Like, did you really just do that, dude? Come on, man. He already asked you twice to hand me the microphone. Just give him the microphone. Here we go. Boom. That's, a, that's, that's half boom. There's a quarter speed. Definitely pushed it down. And here we go again. We're going to go at that 10% rate. Here it comes. Watch it, folks. Boom, boom. And, and what Adobe's good at is, you know, this is a progressive format. Everything was uh, captured in progressive. We don't know whether they had something interlaced or what their uh, rendering settings were. So there it is. I'm just going to end it right there because I, I think that it's pretty evident at this point that he did, you know, push her arm down. I don't think it's a big deal. There are lawsuits now coming out. I'm seeing people from old school establishment media calling this president, you know, unruly. And the bottom line is this media is controlled. There's nobody talking about Yemen. There's no nobody talking about Syria. These are stories you have to go to our Facebook page, the videos to hear about. You know, Yemen is one of the stories we're going to feature. And with Acosta getting ready to sue with CNN, with CNN, you know, now's the time. You know, Trump, you want to man up. Now's the time to expose the fake news and start outing the people that are on intelligence payrolls and that are known assets. Come on, buddy. Drain that swamp. That's the swamp that needs to be drained. And I'm not putting a superhero cape on Trump. He's a liar just like everybody else. For instance, uh, this Whitaker appointment that we're going to get into. Uh, it, it's sometimes unbelievable how he can so easily contradict himself. And obviously, I hope Whitaker does get involved in this Mueller investigation. But we're going to get into all that in a moment. I want to talk about Monday's story because normally, you know... Uh, we go day by day uh, with my segments. Luke wasn't sure whether he was going to make it. Still on the road. So let's start it up right here, okay? The Vatican. This, is, this one's a just unreal. More bones unearthed at Vatican Embassy as coroner weighs in. 
Okay, very small, and they're thinking that this is from a murder. Um, what was it of a fifteen-year-old from nineteen eighty-three? Yeah, some some girl. Uh, the finding is significant since speculation has focused on whether the bones were Emanuela or Landy's. She was the daughter of a Vatican employee who disappeared in 1983 at age 15. Despite the age of the bones, the Orlandi family lawyer, uh, Laura Sergio, told the ANSA news agency her clients are waiting for DNA results. Some have hypothesized Emmanuel wasn't killed immediately, but instead held for years against the, her will. Now, you tell me what other organization... They can find bones on the premises. They can have thousands of not only accusations, but now accusations backed up by U.S. law enforcement of molestation cases, boys and girls. I know a lot of people like to talk about the boys, but watch The Keepers. Okay, it's on Netflix. That alone, how does the Vatican even exist? How are they not a criminal organization? How do they get away with being a tax-free organization? An organization where they have their own city that is under their own law. This is insanity. These are murder cases. These are rape cases. And they know full well what's going on. They reshuffle these people. How does this work? I don't understand. This is craziness. It's absolute nuts. So I'm going to move on to a, another story that's nuts, but kind of in a funnier way. But maybe it's not so funny to you. So Pensioner, he's 69 years old, but he identifies. I've, I've seen 45, I've seen 49, but this is what he identifies as, okay? He identifies as a four. He's going to court. He's going to court, the pensioner. We have gotten to the ludicrous. I mean, we already have, on this program, two, three weeks ago, we showed you the couple where uh, the transgendered woman, um, but I think when I say that, she was a physical woman uh, transitioning into a man, uh, but she identified as a dog most of the time. And it had this crazy leather mask and all this sexuality. So why not? Why not just keep getting, just keep going crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier? And now, when you're 69 years old, you can identify legally as 45. Now, I've seen people joke and say, that's fine, let him give up his pension. And that is kind of funny. Maybe that is what we uh, should be encouraging. I want to go to this super chat quick before I get to the uh, next story, but this really speaks to the culture and why language matters and pronouns matter in the sense that you shouldn't force me to say something that's obviously tr untrue. If you've unfortunately spent 69, 69 revolutions, okay, you've done that, that's what's happened, and you're upset about it, you're unhappy, you want to identify otherwise as a 45-year-old, it doesn't fly, and it shows the bending of reality, whether it be gender-based or beyond. It, it, two plus two equals seven now. Want to go to the Super Chat, Nicholas Peter, always supporting, also a member. He's got the Luke emoji with the smile. 
He says, had to run uh, to the break room to send this. Happy Sunday, gang. Uh, don't cut off Jason while he's talking, Luke. Well, Luke's not here until, uh, I don't know, maybe another 20, 30 minutes. We'll see. Uh, what else do we have? And remember, guys, please support us. We need you now more than ever. Uh, for four ninety nine a month, you, you get the emojis, all that other good stuff. We we recognize you in the chat room. It's hard for me, obviously, to keep up in the regular chat room while uh, going through the show. But uh, obviously, while I was painting that last video, I was able to do it. Just a lot of uh, stories out there. And this one really bothered me. Now, during the 9-11 Truth Movement, in fact... A lot of the things that Luke Radowski did was he confronted mainstream politicians. And Tucker Carlson certainly was and is, at the moment, a mainstream politician. And it looks like Luke's going to be joining me in just a minute. Let's make sure he's framed up, at least in the uh, Skype. And then I'll have to open the other ones. Uh, Luke, are you with me? I think I'm here, but I can't hear a word that you're saying, Jason. Well, that is unfortunate because we can absolutely hear you. Um, I cannot hear one thing. And uh, your face moving. I could see green on my audio, so you guys are probably hearing me very well. Uh, Very very interestingly, but I just see Jason nodding over there and then switching the camera over to me and my silly, ridiculous hat and my... Uh, just exhausted stature that I am <laughs> going through right now. Uh, maybe I can try to call back Jason. Maybe we could try to maybe snagle something with audio because it would be great to not just uh, engage. And he is being lost, folks. I don't think that he can hear me. Uh, obviously, I'm trying to set a couple things up here, but be trying to do that. Yeah, hey, Jason's doing a good job. I literally flew the Hensey off in well-organized event. I remember trying to attend that event a number of times and missing it because of other responsibilities and other duties. I finally was able to go to Fest in Krakow just a few days ago, and it was extremely. Uh, and I met a lot of interesting content producers who are looking for, of course, alternatives to the big social tech monopolies. And Steemit has been one of them. Uh, and it's been interesting to learn the ins and outs and talk to a lot of different creators and uh, creative people who are doing a lot of different awesome things. Uh, with blockchain technology and cryptocurrency that is not just with Steemit, but way outside of it. Uh, so covering that, I remember uh, hanging late. Then the next we saw, uh, had an early, early train ride to Warsaw, which uh, I'm a train on because they were doing the national hymns at 12. And even people on the train started to rise up, take off their hats in respect, and uh, sing the national hymn along in the subway. Jason, by the way, I still can't hear you. I know you're probably finagling stuff around, but I uh, will just keep testing things around until we get them. Uh, just keep playing around until we figure this out. 
Um, yeah, but so uh, guys, I'm trying here. A lot of the world's attention has been um, Poland, uh, specifically because of the 100 year anniversary of our independence. Do you uh, hear me, though? And from the video that I just I was born and raised in Poland, and today was a very significant myself and the people of my country, and they sure as hell showed that with hundreds of thousands of people in the streets today. This is public gatherings, largest demonstrations. Oh, Jason, I think I hear you now. Yes. All right. So here's the oh. deal, buddy. Yes. You are, hold on, hold on, hold on. You are breaking up well, I heard, terribly. I hope my audio is still going through. Yeah. You are breaking up like crazy, crazy, crazy. Like uh, and when you watch this, first of all, now we got. Well, just go. I don't know. I mean, bad, bad. Like, I, like uh, it's it's like a bad uh, demonic rap song glitching out. I mean, read read the comments. Reset, reset. Take them off. Cut them off. Take them off. <laughs> you there? Huh? CIA must be jamming them. There we go. All right. So hopefully he hears me on this next one, and uh, hopefully we get him back in a second. Oh, oh I hear him. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm making sure. I'm I'm making. I hear you. I hear you very well. Yeah, making. Uh, yeah, yeah. Making sure that everything's clear. Oh, geez, Luis Bueno. Yes, yeah, good. That's the internet. Uh, doesn't work that efficiently. Well, oh, uh, there you go. There you go. There you are. Okay. And you're moving. Can go you still hear it. me somewhat? Yeah. No. Now you're good. Now you're not glitching out at all. I don't know what you did, but you're yeah, a lot better. Call it uh, internet. Oh boy. You there? Well, I just got rid of all the background applications that are running on uh, all the phones connected here. And so good. Not really. No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Brother. Son of a gun. Uh, yeah, no, it's like, okay. it's very, 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 I mean, there's a lot of, is Luke tripping? Is Luke high? Good now? Good? Oh, no, it's better? Are you speaking in tongues? Uh, is Luke getting storms? What's the deal? Luke on drugs? No, he's not on drugs. He's on a bad internet connection, folks. Um, yeah, and your your uh, your screen is frozen as well. I don't know. You want me just? You want to try to do just audio with us, really quick? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you try to do let that? Me, let me. And sorry for the technical. Yeah, let's try audio. Yeah. How you doing? Can you hear me now? Let me try to turn this thing. Off. There we go. There we go. You know, I see for that. I guess the internet here is uh, just absolute crap, and I didn't notice. But when I first joined the call, I wasn't able to hear you at all because mm -hmm. I thought there was some technical difficulties. So I was like, all right, just might as well just go on and tell people what I was up to. Uh, so, again, apologies for the technical difficulties. You never know what to expect, especially when you're on the road traveling which i literally just finally arrived at the place that i'm staying at here in northern poland literally just got out of the car ran into the place connected to wi-fi and decided to call in as fast as i could so we can make that 7 p.m eastern time frame like we do every week so thank you jason for filling in the gaps and uh, taking advantage and and being here while of course i was on the road getting no internet service at all, and now pretty crappy internet service. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been a crazy, crazy day. I mean, I started off in Krakow, I started off in Warsaw. Now I'm in the northernmost part of Poland. I pretty much traveled all of Poland today, and man, I am just utterly exhausted, Jason. 
Yeah, I can't imagine. I again, I I only watched uh, that really quick video. In fact, we uh, started. I I uh, showed people you, that you're literally on the ground among thousands of people. And during the end of it, after you've kind of given this uh, shortened history of uh, Polish independence, turns a hundred today, and how the media has kind of obscenely skewed that, you start getting kind of like pushed on in the in the in the very end. Like <laughs> it's, I, I wasn't quite sure what was happening because you're just like, hey, hey. you just kind of like giggled a couple times, and the camera wasn't there. Why do you uh, tell people what happened there? Yeah, yeah, that, that was like such a weird and awkward thing. Um, I wish I could show you guys, but I also have the bandana with the Polish kind of Warsaw resistant movement. And this is like a Polish flag that you put around your arm, and it represents um, the Polish citizens that fought against the Nazis in Warsaw during the big uprising. And I had that on me, and I was around the area where people were protesting the demonstrators. So this was the counter protesters. This was the people who were going against the people who were marching. Uh, so I was around those guys and where all the fireworks and all the M80s were being thrown. And I was doing my report and either this guy overheard something and didn't like it. Either he recognized me and didn't like it, or maybe he was just a lunatic. I don't know what was happening, but I'm doing my report and gosh darn it, I'm about to be done. And this dude just wants to wants to start a fight with me now. I'm like, <laughs> and then I just couldn't help but laugh at the situation. I looked at him. I'm like, you are one ridiculous human being. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know me. I've been through a lot of crazy situations in my life, especially growing up in Brooklyn. And, and none of that stuff intimidates me or phases me. So when I, when I, have, to, when I have to go through something like that, uh, it's pretty much just a laughing situation to how idiotic people were. And this guy was pretty stupid. <laughs> but uh, I was just like, you know what? I'm almost done with my video. The video is the most important part here. I'm not going to let this guy ruin it. And I'm just going to finish the video. And then I, when, I, when I finally did finish the video, I just uh, couldn't even find the guy uh, and, and find out what the hell is going on there. Uh, but, but definitely interesting. A lot of different mix of people. It could be a number of scenarios. I never even went out to really find out the rest of the details. But today, man, was, was really intense. And, I, and Jason, I got to tell you, I covered demonstrations public gatherings all over the world uh, and nothing compared to what I saw today. Today was really just something else. Well, why don't you tell people about it? I've got you playing in the background with no sound so people can get an idea with your big winter hat and literally thousands of people with the Polish flag. Now, the media... Hundreds of thousands, Jason. Well, Hundreds of thousands. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. just on your street alone. When you pan over, and I'm sure there is that one point, you can see you're kind of against the wall and it just goes down uh, when people start firing off. I mean, you're, I mean, you're literally arm in arm with all these people. I've yet to see one of these green flags, yet in this country, Luke, you would think that, like, it was a Nazi uprising in a country that fought Nazis. I know. That's the whole confusing part. Like, my grandma is still alive. She was adversely affected by the Nazis. My whole family was adversely affected by the Nazis. And also the communists. If you look at Polish kind of identity, it's an identity that really dislikes the far left and the far right. It's an identity that doesn't trust anyone because we've been getting screwed over. And even though we had independence uh, as a country, existed as a country for 100 years, a lot of those years were dominated right 
uh, subjugation of whether whether it was the fascist system or the communist system. Very, for very few years have we even tasted a little bit of freedom. And, you know, when we do, we, we stood up and we're proud of it. Uh, and just because we're proud of our heritage, of our background, that doesn't mean that we, we think we're better. That doesn't mean we're racist. It means that we are proud and, and people should be proud of where they're from and take it in a positive light. Uh, so what we saw today was a lot of people uh, not giving a damn and saying, I'm happy we're here. I'm happy we survived our turbulent history. I'm happy we even exist because of all the crap we have to go through. Uh, throughout our time. So we saw last year the media trying to skew this. I'm seeing it now, and I'm seeing disinformation on many sides. Um, and of course, I, I really was happy to experience it. I really was happy to be there. I was really happy to uh, just be a part of that moment because it was, it was something special. It was, it was something else. I never seen so many people so actively engaged. Uh, just and, and again, what, what, you, what people also have to understand in Poland, Lighting up flares is illegal. <laughs> uh, in Poland, covering your face up, it's illegal. Drinking uh, in, in most of the public places is illegal. None of that's going to stop the Polish people. The Polish people are severely independent, and no one's going to tell us what to do. Uh, and people really take full kind of advantage of their freedom, of their liberty. And uh, together, it was just a really, a really amazing sight to be seen. At one point, one of the most fascinating things uh, around 3 o'clock, right before the march started, they started singing the kind of national hymn. Um, and then as they did that, everyone decided to light up their flares. And literally, it, was, it went from day to night. It was incredible with, with so many people just lighting up flares. It covered the entire surrounding area. You couldn't see in front of you. Uh, and then uh, the smoke billed away, and then you saw, again, the hundreds of thousands of people uh, that were out there today, uh, being proud of where they came from. Well, I actually have a buddy out there, um, went to a uh, college here in Oneana, Sebastian Nanya. He was posting from there as well. Um, and, uh, he's a big, uh, fan actually. He's, he watches a lot of alternative media and he's, he goes to Poland all the time. He's kind of like you, you know, he goes there at least four or five times a year. And, uh, what do you think it is about, uh, that heritage that, People are willing to travel literally thousands of miles, Luke, uh, to go back. Well, we survived a lot. We went through a lot. Uh, we, we value family. We value tradition. We value culture a lot higher than other uh, kind of societies, than other people view it. And, and really, uh, it's, it's going through the tough winters. It's going through the tough times that has made us who we are right now and, and, and so symbolic and appreciative filled with gratitude of the little that we have. And the biggest thing that we have is family. And uh, nothing feels more like family than, than being around them, being around the place that you grew up, being around the place that you were raised in, that, that you know you have so many memories in. And uh, it just brings, brings back good memories. And, uh, you know, of course, I wanted to address some of the talking points because we're seeing just ridiculous talking points from, again, people on the left and people on the right. Uh, right after this event, I went on uh, Twitter and I see um, The Guardian talking about how this was a far right thing. Uh, no, it wasn't. The Guardian is absolutely full of crap <laughs> uh, with their assessment. 
Uh, now, the, the political situation is a little complex. I could get into it a little bit, but, but I can't really do it that much justice because there is an organization here that does represent itself and label itself as a far-right organization. Uh, they self-identify as that. And they usually approach the, uh, the march with having their own signs, with having usually big flags with white and green on them. Uh, and uh, there's been a major conflict between the government here, which is, which is represented under the PISS party. Yes, that's actually their name, the PISS party. Um, and there was a huge conflict with the PISS party saying, we don't want any white and green flags. We don't want you guys there. They canceled uh, some of their permits. They told them it would be illegal if they had their flags there. People, of course, resisted. The courts voted in a different way. And today... Um, you saw just a few people, about, you know, again, 80 people, to be fair, from what I've seen personally, and I spent the entire day out there uh, looking at and walking this march from start to finish. Uh, I only saw 80 flags of people who still represented themselves in, in the far-right circles, while we saw hundreds of thousands of people who weren't uh, identifying as that and were cheering things like... Um, you know, which means we are Polish, not fascist. Uh, and just really just going against the left and the right, going against all the divisiveness and, and just showing pride uh, and, and, you know, appreciation of where they came from. Uh, so that was a lot, there's, you know, that, that's the disinformation on the left-wing side with the Guardian writing about this. And then on the right-wing side, I'm seeing people say, look how clean the streets are. None of these Polish people even littered. And I'm like, dude, I was there. There was a whole bunch of drunk people. There was beer cans <laughs> and beer bottles breaking all over the place. There was flares all over the place. There was uh, M16s, flashbang grenades going off everywhere. There was trash everywhere. We just cleaned it up early. And uh, let's, not, let's not pretend that we're some perfect angels over here <laughs> that don't litter uh, because there was, uh, you know, litter all over the streets. But, uh, we, you know, the people here just cleaned it up with the cleaning crews right afterwards. So uh, that's also an important distinction on the right-wing talking points because all the right-wingers are talking about, look at all these angels. Uh, and, of course, there weren't all angels. There were some bigoted people. There were some, uh, you know, racist people. There were some far right-wing people it's a collection of all people and you're gonna have the good and you're gonna have the bad so uh it's not fair to label it one way or another let's call it what it is i took it from my own experiences and guess what my experiences are going to be very biased because guess what i'm polish <laughs> so people need to understand that as well uh so that's my that's my two cents on it yeah man it looks like some incredible footage uh, i'm not sure what else uh, you want to tell people a little bit about your the other half of your uh, Polish adventure this week, how you were out at the uh, Steam Fest con uh, conference, of course, a, a crypto conference, heavily involved in the Steemit uh, platform, a you know decentralized community that not only awards creators, uh, but people that post, repost, like, comment on other people's content. Uh, I'm not sure what else. Yeah, yeah, Steemit was an excellent conference. Um, I actually wasn't able to attend the previous years, and I'm kind of kicking myself for it because it was very well organized. It was awesome meeting other creators in the cryptocurrency space who are doing really creative, awesome things, not just with videos, not just with articles, but with photos, with music, with composing, with uh, combining things. And 
and uh, everything was very, very well organized. It was awesome to be a part of that community, uh, and I definitely look forward to doing more kind of work with them, uh, but also just seeking alternatives to the big tech monopolies, which a lot of people are looking towards and are looking towards a bigger community, and uh, Steemit is one of those communities that has definitely uh, opened up the doors and the possibilities to a lot of people. Yeah, you know, and obviously um, we repost all of our material over on uh, the uh, Steemit page. I believe it's steemit.com slash Luke, we are change. And then there is a secondary page, which is, of course, we are change. However, it, it's just, look, BitChute, Steemit, it, it, it's all good stuff. But Steemit is different because it's really based on a form of cryptocurrency, Steam. I mean, that that's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible how the whole system is run. I mean, there there's some parallels and some problems, of course, with, with even Steemit themselves. So I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. I'm definitely into just just taking the smart approach here because, you know, you have a lot of doom and gloom. You have, you have a lot of fear porn out there. But just like with anything, you know, with my financial assets, uh, minimum, at least put like 15% into alternatives, whether it's cryptos, gold, silver, other currencies, stocks. It's, it's important to diversify as much as you can, and that's the same approach we're taking with social media. That's why we are on uh, so many different platforms, whether it's Real.Tube, whether it's DTube, whether it's Steemit. Uh, we're on Mind. We're on BitChute. Uh, we're on, uh, I think, so many other different platforms out there, but definitely looking for all the other alternatives uh, to the big tech monopolies that, of course, censor, that, of course, have power, and money and invested interests and special interests that they cater to to benefit them. So it only makes sense to diversify as much as you can, especially on social media, and to vote with your clicks. You know, we know Amazon, Google, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Those are these are very nefarious organizations that have been caught with their hands in the cookie jar, betraying the trust of the public many times. It's time that we stop giving them more cookies. Stop giving these these brats cookies. But, enough is enough. But you know what, Luke? One of the things that I really liked about your uh, your interview with, I believe his name was also what Luke Stokes. Yeah, yeah. Luke Stokes has been in the community for a very long time. Uh, we were also supposed to even do a show, but then me and Josh Sigerson. Uh, did it before. So we, we're probably going to be doing a little bit more work with uh, Luke. He's a very reasonable guy, and he's been in the Steemit EOS community uh, for quite a bit. Well, what I liked is that you actually acknowledged the fact you were just talking about hands in the cookie jar with these big tech monopolies, but the fact of the matter is nobody is to be trusted, and that there has to be a checks and balances system, and this is one of the uh, very hard things that, you know, for instance, he talked about some of the legalities of these ICOs, of these different crypto platforms, and then keeping people honest. Why don't you go into that a little bit? Well, it's important. Don't trust anyone because just because the crypto community was started off with people who were altruistic, who wanted to make the world a better place, who wanted an alternative to big banks, doesn't mean that everyone in the community is holy and going after those same virtues. There's a lot of people who only want to get rich, who only want the Lamborghinis, who only want the models and only want the women and don't give a damn about you or the future of the world. 
or the future of a financial system that is actually responsible and actually accountable to the people and actually works in the benefit of the people. There's people who are not interested in that. And uh, there's a lot of swindlers. I mean, if you look, I don't know if you're familiar, Jason, what, what, what happened with Tether recently, that kind of cryptocurrency that is supposed to be tethered to the U.S. dollar. Have you heard anything about that? No. Well, I know that right now they're trying to figure out a way to get it traded on different exchanges, including the New York Stock Exchange. But that, when, when I say it, uh, right now, as far as I know, it's only Bitcoin and the possibility you know, of other uh, state-run currencies, their ICOs, to be traded on these markets. So, I mean, the manipulation is has already existed, Luke. Let's let's not be be naive. You know, a lot of these flows are from collusion, from big Bitcoin holders or Ethereum holders or Litecoin or you name the coin, and you know they inf- artificially inflate the markets. Uh, they make runs. They sell all at once. They do the same things that the big fat cats on Wall Street do, and almost never get caught. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a big aspect of that that people do need to call out. Some communities have it more than others. Some are actually uh, a lot more difficult to infiltrate in those ways and take advantage in different ways. So it's really all about just doing your own research, and that's why I said diversify as much as you can, not just into Steemit, but all these other alternative platforms as well, because you never know when something could happen and they could just screw you over just like everything else. There's another platform called DLive that uh, we made the mistake of going over, and it was supposed to be like another DTube, another place where you upload your videos and yeah, you're able to uh, put them on the Steemit kind of blockchain through that third-party platform. And uh, DTube, without saying anything, without notifying everyone, just deleted everyone's videos. No, wait, hold on, Luke. Was that DTube or DLive that deleted? DLive. 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 Okay, yeah. D.Live. And and then we're, like, left holding our uh, pencils in our hands. Like, wait, what just happened? What? what? No accountability, nothing. They're just like, ah, screw it, we're out. And uh, we're like, okay, well, that was not good (laughs) practices. And uh, that's going to be a company that I don't trust. So uh, vetting companies, which we're in the process of, too. I mean, uh, I'm really excited about Real.Tube. I got the connection to actually talk to the CEO of that kind of company. And I definitely want to vet him, and I definitely want to talk to him, uh, because there's a lot of possibilities here, but there's also a lot of sinkholes here that people could go into and get totally screwed over. So just be careful. Tread lightly. Uh, especially with new ventures. And if something's too good to be true, it usually is. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the greatest things that you said um, to Luke Stokes, and you guys completely agreed upon. Uh, We got a couple of super chats over here we haven't gone over. Uh, Soul A, she says that, Hello, I'm new to your channel, and I'm trying to catch up. You are gorgeous, Luke. When are you coming back to the States? Luke, when are you coming back to the States? Well, I definitely consider myself a three. <laughs> You're a six uh, easy, maybe even a seven and a half with abs. It depends on what angle and how the lighting hits the abs. Oh. It's all about the lighting. It's all. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. But, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm going to make a stop over in London for a few days. Get back to New York, and then I'm probably going to be going off to uh, 
wait, wait. So, so yeah, probably, probably in the United States next week, maybe potentially. Uh, wait, who is that super chat by? Uh, S O L, uh, and then a space A, Soul A. No idea who that is. Yeah, I but, don't know. Uh, thank you for that very heartwarming and comment that made me blush. If you would see me right now, you'd see me blushing. Well, at least the audio is coming in golden. Uh, Nuri, yeah, yeah, I know, right? I know, right? Like less technical difficulties. <laughs> have you ever have, have you tried taking phone calls? What? Uh, we have, I haven't yet. I've waited. I mean, it's up. I haven't put the number out for anybody yet. So okay, 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 okay. Awesome. Um, but uh, let's see. We have Nori Hakim. And uh, thank you, Nori. Amazon is kicking all unauthorized Apple refurbishers off Amazon Marketplace. CNBC spins as Amazon will be selling new products exclusively on Amazon. And obviously, this is that big corporate collusion. And I, I can kind of speak to this because I am a huge tech dork. And I'm, I'm a big PC guy, but I keep up on Apple. And one of the biggest things about Apple is you have to be a certified Apple um technician to touch any of this stuff. And a lot of these people, you know, don't want to get the certification or start working on things that Apple will no longer certify, just like they will no longer update certain phones. They'll no longer certify certain products. So some people, uh, you know, and I'm always very interested in this stuff, doing a lot of video editing, will take a computer that say I was editing on in 2009 or 10 and getting a hold of that computer and spending a couple hundred bucks to refurb that computer to something, yeah, it might run just a little bit slower than my current machine, but runs amazingly because the parts are so cheap. And I see a lot of people taking these kind of machines, making them render farms. Well, big business wants to render that obsolete. And now that Amazon is going to be exclusively up, I shouldn't even have told people that we were taking the phone calls. They already got... <laughs> I'm going to turn the ringer off for now, uh, but there you go. We'll be taking phone calls in a little bit, guys. Mm -hmm. So uh, this this it, it's the planned obsolescence. And when people get around it, remember that one really cool uh, GoFundMe or Kickstarter where it was the uh, phone where you could take little parts off of it and upgrade what you needed? Remember that? It was like the coolest thing. Never came to fruition. It's a great idea. The reason it's not going to come to fruition is because there's a lot less money in that, Luke. There's a lot more money in you upgrading your Galaxy or your iPhone or your uh, your LG thousand two thousand dollar phone in some case every one and a half two years than just upgrading a fifty dollar part. Exactly. I mean, they want you to just keep buying more stuff, getting more into debt, and to uh, just screwing the environment over it while you're screwing your finances over it at the same time. And it's just utterly ridiculous. You can't even change out your batteries in your phones like you used to be able to. You can't even have a headphone and you need all these dongles and you need all these things. We have to understand the system of control is getting a lot more complex. And it's not just uh, the basic aspects of it that we're seeing, but there's a whole other layer of psychology and complicated uh, maneuvers by these big companies to keep getting more and more revenue. A Apple has been egregious to it. And of course, Amazon's going to be just as egregious to go with the competitors. But uh, we have to understand here, Apple and Amazon, evil companies that need no support from the public. Like it, It's imperatively important. If you care about any bits of freedom, any bits of uh, just existing in a society that is somewhat free, you cannot support Amazon. You cannot support Apple. These are companies that are bigger, by, uh, bigger than countries already. 
and pose a very, very grave danger to our liberties and freedoms. And, you know, I do want to point out that, uh, you know, even though Apple and Amazon, I'm no fan of them, uh, they've come out and said that that Bloomberg story from a few weeks back is totally false. And we've, you notice how that kind of fell by the wayside? We never saw any real evidence that China had microchipped them. And yet one of those competitors to Apple, Huawei, or it's actually Huawei, it just looks like Huawei, is no longer sold in retail outlets. It's funny how that works, Luke. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a complicated story that definitely... Uh, needs more attention and more focus on. All right, buddy. What do you want to do? Um, do you want to jump to? I already did a couple of uh, the stories that I plan to do for the week. Do you want me to just jump into the next one I was going to discuss, or do you want to take calls? What do you want to do, Luke? Uh, let's get over. The, I, I'm honestly exhausted. I barely slept last night. I've been up on my feet all day. Uh, I traveled uh, from train to car, running around all day. Uh, it'll be good to end this uh, as soon as possible because I'm, I'm teetering on uh, passing out. So let's go through the articles and then uh, maybe try to take one phone call. Okay, sounds good to me. So I wanted to uh, bring to light the fact um, Tucker Carlson really in the news a lot lately. Uh, today he was in the news because his son threw a drink in some guy's face. Tucker Carlson claims, by the way, it's his adult son, uh, that this guy had come over and called his daughter a uh, C-word. He dropped the C-bomb on her and called her a whore as well. So there's some video of that, but that's not what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the fact that Antifa was chanting outside of Tucker Carlson's house in D.C. this week, uh, we know where you sleep. Now... I want to say this, because, you know, I was just getting to this and talking to, about you, Luke, right before you called in. The fact is that, you know, We Are Change and many other activists made their bones confronting crooked media operatives, crooked politicians, crooked corporatists, okay? But Tucker Carlson at this point is one of the few people that is telling you the truth about Syria. You may not agree with everything the man says, but he has civil discussions with people like Sank Ugar. That was an awesome debate. I encourage everybody to watch it. And I've come around to Tucker Carlson, not on everything. But the idea that a group of, you know, that has proven to be violent would go outside and say, we know where you sleep, chant that, that's not the way to protest, in my opinion, Luke. Well, yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I, and I don't agree with everything that Tucker Carlson says. I'm, I'm just like you. Uh, but if, if you look at uh, some of the things he says, he, he basically has the same uh, kind of anti-war values that the left used to have. He is not an authoritarian guy. He is not a right-wing fascist guy. He's a guy that brings up sometimes a lot of good points. Sometimes I disagree with him on the points that he makes. But for the left to decide to target him, it's, it's just really mind-boggling to why, uh, other than he's an enemy of uh, the state. And he has been, again, he's been one of the few voices on national television that has been against the big military-industrial complex. And going to his house where his children are sleeping and at night, bashing the door uh, when his wife is there, uh, scaring his family, that's, that's something that we can't accept as a society that is acceptable. That is something that is... Uh, irrehensible and uh, terrifying for everyone involved. For having a political opinion, you, your wife and children will now be terrified by mobs of people screaming at you outside, even though when you look at his basic principles, they are more in line with the left than any other, uh, the old left, the anti-war left. 
than any other pundit out there on national television on any other network. Uh, it's just utterly, utterly ridiculous. And, and then I think it also hits the point home that a lot of the more violent, radical Antifa, they're usually police officers used to discredit the protest movement and the left. That's also a big aspect that a lot of people need to understand here is that police officers are undercover, uh, especially in organizations like Antifa, um, and use it as a MK Ultra, not an MK Ultra. What's the project by the FBI? That Cointel was Pro, to, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, you know, and they have conducted Cointel Probe activities. It's been documented, it's been proven in many states uh, and many even countries that uh, police uh, do crazy acts. And they frame protesters as being, um, you know, violent and dangerous and use it as an excuse to squash it down. So that's an aspect that we need to remember here uh, as well that is very important to understand. Yeah, you saw that uh, during the uh, World Trade Organization protests um, in Seattle 20 years ago, not quite 20 years ago. I think it was 98 or 99. Um, you saw that with an officer that picked up a rock to try to disperse, basically get violent, and he was wearing the same boots as other officers. So that tactic, and I, and I remember when we were both uh, covering the G, what was it, the G8 in Pittsburgh a decade ago now. Wow, it's, it's actually a little bit over a decade ago now. Uh, it was clear that some of these people were provocateurs. They were cops dressed in black. Remember back then... You know, you know, the black bloc at the time was anarchists and they were right wing and now they're, you know, left wing. <laughs> they were protesting Obama before, but now they're protesting Trump. It's the same old song and dance repackaged, only, you know, the Internet has changed it to a level where everybody, I, I don't know how to describe it. You know, there's these people on the Internet that find something out, they get together and they do what is probably the most extreme thing possible. And now, when it has less political re relevancy, whereas 9-11 Truth had a ton, they actually cover it in the media in an almost positive manner, Luke. What do you mean by that? I'm having a hard time understanding that. So, so in other words, you notice when um, politicians like Sarah Huckabee Sanders are being confronted in a restaurant and being thrown out, right? The media yeah, yeah. covers that and like you should be doing that or oh my god but when when people weren't getting uh screamed at during the 911 truth movement like oh you're a fascist you're a pig you're gross get out of here we don't want you here when people were just asking questions the media spun that that we were getting violent if they covered it at all yeah yeah that's a great point that you're making there because you know when we started going up to these politicians everyone was like Oh, my God, they asked the question, how dare they? Bill O'Reilly called us uh, jihad-loving liberals mm -hmm. on his Fox News show. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Matthews slandered and attacked us for uh, being, uh, what do you call us, right-wing, uh, teabagging radicals. Didn't uh, Reagan Jr. call for Mark Dice to be taken down by a firing squad? Yeah, 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 absolutely ridiculous. And this is when Mark Dice, again, was anti-establishment. Um, let's just be honest. He's with Donald Trump. He's on the Donald Trump train. Uh, made many efforts to uh, communicate him about uh, the train, but that's a whole different discussion that we could get into later. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, in the old anti-establishment days, uh, you know, there's Alex Jones, there's Mark Dice, there's Abby Martin. There was, you know, We Are Changed. There was you guys and all of us. There was uh, Not Eleven Truth. There was Press for Truth. There was there's so many people uh, just going out there doing 
journalism, and then we were called terrorists. We were called racist. We were we were attacked. Racists were a big one. A big vicious, one. Viciously, uh, for just simply asking questions. And now they have a bunch of raving lunatics who are foaming at the mouth, who are going up to these people and being like, <laughs> cursing at them, bleep 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 bleep, and it's like. And the mainstream media's like, oh, exactly. It's nuts. And their First Amendment, how great of them. That's when you know something's up. <laughs> Damn straight, Luke. All right, let's move on. I know you're exhausted. So, uh, this one's out of Sky News, and it is the future is now. Forget about later. Forget about anything else. Dubai police are trading on flying motorbikes ahead of a planned 2020 launch, guys. We are now less than two months away from 2019. That means in a little over a year, you're going to see officers on hover bikes with propellers that don't seem to be guarded, even if they were. It's an accident. What could possibly go wrong? I give it six months until they decapitate somebody or lap somebody's arm off. It's probably a decapitation machine, Jason. <laughs> it's probably decapitating people for a reason like they do in the Middle East. For simply protesting the government there. Oh boy, I don't want to get into that conversation, but I do want to say I've already seen those jokes that they may be used, like for instance, to to uh, kill people or decapitate them in the public square with those blades. That would be. Uh, I mean, first of all, if any culture that's supposedly first world or even second world would entertain that idea luke uh that's a huge problem we should have zero business with them but you know well, they might we... as well do it it's a more honest way of doing it instead of just going through the whole process like they do in saudi arabia oh you're a woman trying to be an activist saying that the regime doesn't give people freedom oh you're a homosexual in saudi arabia off with your head they might as well just chase people down and mow them down and then just just do it that way. Seriously, like, there's no difference. There's absolutely no difference. Um, and also, specifically about this story, it may just be a big PR story to bring about buzz and to have people talking about the Olympics and going to the Olympics and seeing all the crazy stuff. This may not be a reality. Uh, but also, at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me with all the technological police state advancements and millions and billions, if not trillions of dollars, that we spent on... Uh, the police state. Uh, so uh, all those three possibilities, I think, are, are are feasible, including the public execution mowing down in these new uh, motorbikes uh, <laughs> that are flying. Well, all I can say is this. They only have $150,000 a piece uh, price tag. Uh, a lot of the cars that are being used by police already have 60, 70 grand in this country. I could totally see this being fiz uh, feasible. I understand your... Uh, your idea that it could be a PR stent just for the visuals, but just that this technology is available and that they're training on it and that they're selling it and that they're going to have people in uniform that enforce the law riding them is scary to me. Next step towards Skynet and Terminator. On to the next story. Trump shook things up, Luke, uh, big time this week by firing Jeff Sessions. This was like right after the Acosta Karate Chop that we went over earlier in the broadcast and that I did a video on in the backup channel. Um, he hires a guy named Matt Whitaker. Now, I actually played some audio, Luke, um, on that video of Whitaker talking about how Hillary Clinton had broken the law. She needed to be uh, taken to justice, and the only person that could do that 
would be the attorney general. Now, Trump goes out, you know, in front of the media and he says, I don't know Matt Whitaker. And then they have a video of him from a month ago, Luke, saying, I know Matt Whitaker. <laughs> Does it surprise me? No. No. It, because, again, this is, you know, the same kind of things that we always see from this administration. Uh, just playing more spin with, with uh, spin. And the media is filled with lies. And, and what do you expect of our elected officials? Um, you know, and, and again, Trump has been doing this even though a lot of people on the right wing tried to ignore it, but he has been making just the biggest bold-faced lies out there uh, incredulously. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's not a, a good thing. It's not, a, it's not a good characteristic of his to be just so blatantly uh, misforgiving and um, so careless with his words. And let's be clear, Luke. Um, he did this obviously to protect himself from the upcoming indictments that have nothing to do with Russia, but everything to do with his businesses. Uh, this was his ace in the hole. This was his card to play. There is no doubt in my mind. However, when, you know, for instance, there was a reporter that asked him if he hired Whitaker to shield him from the Mueller indictments. And he said, that's a stupid question. Now, I happen to agree with Whitaker that Hillary Clinton is a criminal and should be brought to justice. So hopefully some hardball is going to be played because this is the other report. The day after that happens, Luke, this comes out. This is a, an observer story. Team Mueller is holding dozens of sealed indictments, according to an intel source. Now, this may be a full-on bluff, or Mueller may have uh, imagination land indictments on Russians that he's never going to get, such as the supposed GRU uh, people that he's already indicted, or it could be people like Roger Stone, Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., and those people. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is a plant or story? Jason, or, Jason, this could be QAnon, talking and being right about the secret <laughs> indictments, but the indictments were against Donald Trump all along. Well, and, actually, and Luke, I'm Robert glad you Mueller, said that. It could, it could be Robert Mueller committing the biggest troll of all time and actually being QAnon himself. <laughs> <laughs> when so, I read uh, this no, story, I, that was the first thing that I posted. How long will it be before the Q crowd says, see, I told you, he's about to drop the bomb. The Podestas are going down. He's got dozens of sealed indictments. My guess is yeah. this. I, I yeah. think that uh, it, it's a combo pack here. I don't, I don't know if it's dozens. I bet you the guy has five or six indictments set up. I would also go far as to say that two or three of those indictments may be uh, high-level Trump people. They may be people like Michael Cohen that they've already kind of flipped, but they're still saying that they'll pull out. They may be Eric Trump. They may be Donald Trump Jr. Um, again, none of this will have to do with Russian collusion because that's not real. It will all have to do with business corruption, which Trump and his family have been entrenched with for decades. I mean, if you look at the political and business kind of uh, environments that we live in, every single politician, every single businessman breaks some law or another. There's a great book. Um, I'm butchering the title, but uh, it, it goes along the premise that on, on average, an American commits uh, at least one felony a day. And if you look <laughs> at the... 
and and if you look at the laws that are out there and just how vague some of them out are and how selectively they could be used, uh, you have to understand if if Donald Trump is a dog, Robert Mueller will find a dog, will find a stick to hit that dog very easily. Uh, that's kind of an analogy that my dad kind of used. If you want to hit a dog, you're always going to find a stick. And in, in the bigger you are, there's always going to be some kind of uh, finagling. Now, it's interesting to see Jeff Sessions go out of there. It's interesting to see the left protest it after cursing out Jeff Sessions for being the horrible human being he was and now protesting for him to be in there, which is a very, again, just shows the, the lack of principles uh, that uh, the left, uh, a lot of the people on the left have that, that just are just duplicitous with their words. But with this new attorney general saying that, you know, Hillary Clinton did commit some uh, crimes, uh, it will be interesting to see if this is kind of like a offshoot, a stand down, if you would not, between uh, the left wing and the right wing establishment, or if it's just all just big distractions and the House is going to keep each other safe and they're not going to bring each other down. Uh, to me, this is a lot of political jousting. And at the end of the day, I don't think the House will bring itself down. I think the House will protect itself. And I think neither anyone in significance on the Trump team nor anyone on the significance on the Hillary Clinton team will go down. I think they may get some lower level guys, but the House will always stay protected. And this is why establishment politicians like the Bushes and the Clintons have always been able to uh, not be held accountable for their crimes, mainly because they have dirt on every single person and every other politician out there, which is an important aspect that people need to understand. Politics is a dirty game. There's extortion being used left and right. So at the end of the day, this extortion corruption house is not coming down, in my opinion. Wish I could disagree with you, Luke, but I think that very same thing. I think that he's protecting himself, but that doesn't mean that any real indictments. We're, we still haven't seen the declassification of that IG report, the initial indictments into uh, his aides, none of that. Trump hasn't even been able to defend himself in public. He's far from drained the swamp, um, the Syrian situation. He's surrounded, Jason, he's <laughs> surrounded himself with the swamp. He has invited more swamp monsters. He started feeding the swamp monsters. He started doing what the swamp monsters have wanted him to do. Goldman Sachs, here, have the exclusive gold door, back door entrance into the Trump administration. John Bolton, neoconservatives, Jared Kushner and his cozy relationship with Netanyahu. It is nothing but the swamp. And we have to understand here, you know, let's call things out for what they are. Let's not live in a delusional world where we follow uh, some riddles on 4chan, where we literally try to just believe something that's not there. Let's look at the evidence, but let's look at it. Let's look at it very critically. And let's make the assessments that we can make from what we have been seeing historically. If this thing changes, we, of course, will be the first ones to admit that we're wrong, uh, especially with the analysis and the and the kind of uh, scenario that I laid out before you, but I really don't see this going e any other way. But of course, we're going to be following this very closely. And it is a big development, especially with Ses Sessions getting out of there, um, with this new guy getting in there, and this intelligence source, which again, if, if we know anything about the mainstream media, if they're using an intelligence source and not a name, 
there, it, there's a very high likelihood that the story about these secret, secret indictments of uh, Robert Mueller are just absolutely false. Because if we look at that investigation, they have been grasping at the straws and haven't really proven Russian collusion at all, Jason. No, they haven't. And uh, once again, you know, it's pretty easy to indict and, lifelong. And they won't prove it. What's that? And they won't prove Russian collusion. No. Uh, but they, they're probably going to get Trump on, on some business deals because, uh, you know, every business guy has something shady going on. And we know he's shady. Again, you know, we've went over it so many times. I don't even want to get into it anymore, but I think this was a political move. I think in the end, you're right. Uh, maybe some lower-level people. I mean, it's pretty incredible that Manafort is sitting in prison. You know, that's not a poor guy. You know what I mean? That's a guy that evaded a lot of prosecutions by weighing it. Yeah, being yeah. A- that's a guy. That's a guy that was with Podesta, and, <laughs> and, and the Podesta group committed the same crime that he did. So, so, so it is interesting to see that power dynamic also yeah. unfold. But again, he wasn't that significant for Donald Trump now. Uh, he wasn't. He, he was significant for, significant for Donald Trump before, but not now. But also, he's probably going to get out early. Uh, that's all. I'm also predicting that one. Oh, I think there'll be a pardon. I think that uh, you'll probably see that. Uh, if it doesn't happen before uh, the next presidential election, uh, I, I'd be kind of shocked. I think it would happen right after. Yeah, and, and the left wingers are like Russian collusion, Russian collusion. What did he get Manafort on? What did he get everyone else on? It's all nothing. All these little small things of not dotting the I's and crossing the T's, Jason. So again, this is something that we're going to be following very, very closely on this YouTube channel. We might be wrong, and if we are, we're admitted. But that's that's where uh, we, we're currently taking our stand on this very important issue. All right, I want to go to the last, uh, last story here of the week, and I'm going to put the uh, number up, and I'll, I'll say it after we uh, go over this, but if you want to call in, now is the time. Fighting rages street to street in Yemen's key port city. So over this week, uh, we've had some crazy uh, battles. This is the Associated Press, by the way. And uh, airstrikes from warplanes, ground fire, civilians dying, many of them children. And yet this continues to be an issue that is ignored on CNN, on MSNBC, on Fox News for the most part, unless you're talking about a, a Tucker Carlson, and across the board on your nightly news programs like 60 Minutes and Nightline, Luke. And how much longer can this rage on? How much more death, destruction, and starvation before we stand up in the United States and say enough is enough? We have to stop backing these wars of aggression. I mean, it, it's incredibly, incredibly important. I mean, there's little scuttlebutt happening now with some kind of interference between the United States and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia also today released a statement saying that we could refuel our own airplanes now. We don't need the United States. So it's very telling to see um, a lot of top Trump uh, administration officials actually call for a ceasefire uh, safe zone in Yemen, especially after the killing of uh, the journalist that worked for the Washington Post uh, in the Saudi embassy in Turkey. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this situation unfolds, but I think everyone, this war has been raging on for years. It's been disastrous for years. It's creating the worst humanitarian crisis in the world right now. I think everyone's getting stagnant with it, and it shows you the total lack of uh, confidence that Saudi Arabia has in its military. They're, they're creating this 
bombing campaign, this, this, this campaign that violates, starves people, sends in massive amounts of diseases, has millions of people crippled, but they still can't get a clear, decisive victory. Uh, this also shows you the incompetency of uh, the Saudi kind of military empire that is there. Uh, and I think a lot of the sides are just sick of losing. Saudi Arabia is losing. The United States is losing. Yemen is losing. Iran is losing. Everyone's losing here. There's nothing to win here. And that goes for every single war out there. And that's a lesson that everyone needs to learn. I completely agree, Luke. The number is 607-542-9184. We're going to try to take at least one call or two. Uh, so again, 607-542-9184. You want to talk Acosta. You want to talk the media, CNN suing the president. You want to talk Russiagate or the lack thereof. Any of the other stories Antifa, the Polish 100th anniversary. The number is 607-542-9184. So what's next, yeah. Luke? How much uh, How much longer are you going to be spending in Poland? Um, I have absolutely no idea. I think I'm going to go over to London, uh, meet over, meet some friends over there, do some networking, uh, and then um, probably just head back to the United States and then try to get more dental work done. Oh, I wrote a lot of important expat stuff, but let's take this phone call. I would if they did not hang up. I <laughs> went to go get it, and you hung up. They got, ner they, they got nervous out there. Also, I just finished my report about expatting and moving to Poland. If you want to start your own business, if you want to live somewhere else outside of the United States, I'm putting all the information together along with Columbia. I'm finishing off two other videos that I'm doing one with Josh, one with myself, and I'm going to have a lot of important stuff for all of you guys, uh, especially for the people who sign up on our newsletter, which you could sign up on wearechange.org. Uh, on the right-hand top corner side, when people sign up on our newsletter, we're going to notify and give out little tidbits and sections of this kind of premium service that we're doing now. Let's take this phone call. From, we got uh, it. You are live with We Are Change. What's your name? What would you like to talk about? Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. You are live. What would you like to talk about? Dun, dun, dun. Hey, I cannot hear anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I, someone got nervous again. I don't know. He said he couldn't hear anybody. I don't understand why. Uh, you know, we're taking uh I couldn't hear him. Was he saying anything? You couldn't or hear him he either. Saying? No, I couldn't hear him either. I heard him once or twice. Hold on one second. Let's just make sure everything is is a okay. It should be. Make sure make sure it's all gravy. It should be. I mean, again, <laughs> you heard the uh, thing pop off, right? And I heard him in my yeah, earphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's ringing, it should be yeah. able to take all the phone calls. Uh, there we go. All right, there we go. We are alive. Oh wait, there it is, right there. That's the problem. Let's see if it is. Hello? <laughs> yeah. Hello, are you there? Hello? Hello? Oh, man, come on. Killing me. Hello, are you with us? Hello? Luke, can you hear me still? I can hear you. Yes, I, I hear you. you. Oh, you do hear us. All right, great. What would you like to talk about, ma'am? Um... I actually started a business. Okay. Hello? Luke, you're still there, right? 
Can you hear me? For the followers <coughs> to come in. Yes, yes, ma'am. Continue. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I started a business. Um, I was wondering, do you guys take sponsors? Um, if I, I realize you guys are uh, listener supported, so I was wondering if you guys today? take sponsors, and then if so, um, you know where you take where you you still have the liberty to report on whatever you want. Because I am a startup company, and hear anything, um, yeah, I'm listening to her, Luke. I'm sorry. Yes, I'll, I'll tell you what, ma'am. Please email us at um, what, what, what would be uh, Luke? I know you hear me. She's talking about sponsorship. Uh, what would be a good email to contact you with? Uh, Luke at wearechange.org. So go to Luke at wearechange.org, and hopefully uh, that is going to to uh, be good for you, ma'am. Thank you so much. All right. Um, okay. Yes. yes hey, sir. you know what? I tried to email you guys a while ago, but I never got a response. Person asking the question. Uh, maybe you guys are. Um, I don't know. Are, do you guys get a lot of emails? We we do. Oh, look, I'm sorry. She's talking, man, and I'm, I'm uh, and this has got to be going out over the air. Um, I'm not I, sure why Luke. Can't I don't think hear it you. is. I I think it is. Uh, I see. Go ahead, talk, ma'am. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's absolutely going I out over the air. All right, listen, okay, ma'am, yeah, I, I'm I sorry for the hear, confusion. I don't hear it, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm going to hang up on it. Guys, I don't know why Luke couldn't hear it, but I heard that one fine, and I know it was going out over the air. Uh, thank you, ma'am. I wish that we, we could get with you. She said that she had a business, and she's looking to try to sponsor us, Luke. And uh, what email should she direct that to? Oh, I really, really appreciate that message. Definitely uh, Luke at wearechange.org. Again, it's, it's basically just me and Jason here. We have a lot of uh, work that we have to do. We try to get to all of the emails and all of the messages, and it is extremely, extremely, extremely difficult. Uh, when it comes to sponsorships, I'm definitely open to it. I definitely appreciate you reaching out. It means the world to us. We definitely need to work with third parties out there to circumvent a lot of the horrible things that are happening out there in social media and the best way to do that is to work with companies that do a good service and to promote them and it's a win-win solution uh i am just very selective with who i work with i like to vet people i like to research people it takes a lot of time maybe this is something we could do extra with just maybe i could teach you the process jason and maybe we could just do this together somehow first time and uh, but but it takes a lot of uh, research to make sure that uh, whatever business wants to sponsor us is actually doing the right thing uh, and has every single thing done. Um, and, and we want to make sure the viewer uh, gets the best product that they possibly can. So uh, thank you so much. Luke at we are changed. The is the best one. But again, I'm going to respond to you as best as I can. And uh, please don't be mad at me if it takes a while. And yeah, that one was tough because it definitely was coming through on my end. I wonder why you couldn't hear it because we're all on the same hangout. You know, it's not like I have a different setup. But anyway, Luke, without uh, uh, taking out any more calls, we do have one more super chat for $20 from Ryan. Thank you so much, Ryan. means the world to us. Uh, the Balfour Declaration states that the Rothschilds will get the U.S. involved in World War One if Great Britain gives Jews the nation of Palestine. It's there in black and white, and the Rothschild family doesn't deny it. Uh, no, actually, you can watch videos of uh, Lord Rothschild, who actually, I believe, was uh, confronted about the New World Order by this organization, bragging about him and his family actually uh, creating the stepping stones 
and uh, the realization of Israel. That is well, the, well, the Rothschilds. Well, the Rothschilds were very important for the creation of Israel. But with this specific document and this whole reference to World War One, I, I have not heard anything about that specifically. Have you heard anything about that, Jason? You know, there's actually a video you can watch of uh, Lord, the, like I said, the the same man that uh, you guys confronted uh, talking about it. It's it's about a, they they go to his home and he shows uh, you know how uh, him and his family really through that declaration were able to create it. What does the declaration state specifically? Um, that I, I believe, remember this is uh, after World War One. that if uh, once, remember after World War One, they were promised that they would be able to go into Palestine and retake their land. Uh, Who was it, promised? Uh, um, the Rothschilds? Yeah, well, or? not just the Rothschilds, but the Jewish people. The Rothschilds are the ones that created the declaration in order to, uh, you know, push it into law. And they made that deal with Great Britain, okay? So they initially yeah. made that uh, deal with the Allies during World War One, and then when those same Allies came together during World War Two and actually won again, that's when they went into Palestine. Yeah, I, there's a lot of crazy history in World War One, and a lot of the stories that uh, are kind of conveyed in modern history are just absolutely different. Um, France and England screwed over so many countries, um, including creating a very turbulent situation uh, in the Middle East, not keeping their promises uh, to, of course, um, the, the empires that were fighting against the Turks in the Middle East. And it's really, if you look at the the strange kind of um, entangled events, it's really France and England screwing over a lot of the empires in the Middle East that has created Saudi Arabia and the Wahhabist empire that it is now uh, with a lot of the turmoil that is currently happening there. All of which, majority of which, uh, all kind of correlate to World War One and the broken promises from England and France uh, in that very specific region. But in, in that specific reference, I absolutely had no idea of anything about it. Uh, I'll definitely check it out. But uh, holy cow, World War One is very interesting. As we're here in Poland, where after World War One, Poland was actually recognized as an official country after not being recognized and being subjugated for 123 years before that for 123 years poland did not exist and it was being occupied by russia germany and austria uh and and it's it's fascinating since poland was very vast and uh, was a very big vast empire before it fought off the turks its empires spawned two seas uh, and it was a major uh, civilization. And uh, it totally went extinct for 123 years up until World War uh, One, the end of it, which recognized it as a state again um, and uh, caused a lot more turmoil. So uh, we should do a, we should we should do a whole bunch of research on World War One. It's something that um, I think James Corbett is even working on right now. But I think that it will be fascinating to. Uh, revisit some of the history regarding that important topic. Yeah, especially because we're, you know, basically 100 plus years out over something that really started to, you know, these global wars really shaped the power structure that we see today. And obviously we see 
uh, impacts and echoes of, of those wars with superpowers yeah. like the United States, like Russia, uh, like Europe, uh, especially the United Kingdom, uh, Britain, and, and others. So, you know, it, we have such a long, rich, and sometimes convoluted history, Luke, because uh, it's usually written by the victors. Uh, Luke, what do you think? Uh, should we wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try to wrap. I'm exhausted. I've been up for way too long, traveling way too much, working and marching way too long. Uh, but Jason, thank you so much for uh, covering uh, early on in the broadcast. I really appreciated that. Sorry for coming in late. Sorry for the technical difficulties with my audio. I think we should definitely do a video. I think I think our segment with uh, Robert Mueller being QAnon is a good segment that we both kind of riffed really well on. I think that should be a separate video that we should release tomorrow. Okay. Um, if you agree, but we could talk about that later. Thank you so much, Jason, again, for, for, you know, filling in. Thank you for everyone who watched patiently and dealt through our um, uh, difficulties, technical difficulties, as we're doing everything we can with the very limited resources uh, that we have. Uh, and our biggest resource is, of course, you guys. And that's why we're always grateful and appreciative of, of you guys being a part of this broadcast every single Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, stay tuned for next week. And uh, leave it off to you, Jason, and the last uh, words that you want to leave uh, the audience with. Yeah, guys, uh, remember, hit the notification buttons, uh, check out Pulse Change, uh, subscribe, hit the notification buttons there. Go grab one of the great T-shirts over at Teesprings, share these videos on social media, but most importantly, get out there and be the change you want to see in the world. Thank you, guys.